Okay, YouTube, good to go. Instagram, good to go. Lighting isn't fantastic in here, but we're going to work with what we got. What do we got? We got beer because it's Monday night. That's what we got. We're just going to adjust this camera. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. This isn't the best framing of my life, but we're going to work with it. We're going to go with it, friends, because it's Monday night and there's a wind. There's a mighty wind blowing. Blowing across the land. Something, 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 and something, I think, that rammed with man. Whoa, and I just knocked over my Instagram machine. Oh, no, this is a disaster. Oh, Erica just joined. She just missed me knocking over the Instagram machine. How embarrassing. Glad she wasn't here for that. Golly. So anyway, hey, kids. 9.15 on a Monday night. You know what we're going to do? Going to drink some beer, obviously. Come on. So, sorry, got a bit of an itch. The old beard here. Got it there. Um, hey, check it out. You know what I did the other day? And by the other day, I mean yesterday. But I also did it on Saturday. I did it two days in a row. It's a habit now. I went and I bought some beer. Now I know what you're thinking. That's not that exciting. I buy a lot of beer a lot of the time. But you want to know why it was exciting for me? Because I bought it at a bar. And I walked out with it. I walked out with a cooler full of cans. And actually, they poured some ice in on top. It was a nice touch. Because, of course, as we've discussed, bars are allowed to do off-license sales now. And amazingly, they've been doing it for a few weeks. Teenage pregnancy hasn't spiked. There aren't death and carnage on the roads. Who knew? Turns out we can just buy beer wherever we want and not cause complete societal meltdown. So that's exciting. So anyway, what did I find myself purchasing? Well, on Saturday when I went to Castro's Lounge, I was going straight, not that this has anything to do with the selection, but I'm just filling you in on the backstory. I was going straight from the bar to the beach with the beer. Is this illegal? Yes. Is that stupid? Also, yes. So anyway, uh, when you buy the beer from wherever you're buying it from, as far as they're concerned, you're taking it home. It has nothing to do with them at that point. It's all on me. I took it to the beach and I drank it and I liked it. And I got Canuck because I like a good Canuck pale ale from our friends, friends of the pod, uh, Great Lakes Brewing. However, on Sunday when I went, I thought, you know, I've had Canuck a couple of times recently and I love it, but I like variety. It is the spice of life is what they tell me. So I picked up this bad boy, holding it up for the cameras here. This is a Woodhouse Brewing Co. IPA beer. Pride of uh, Toronto, apparently. I thought they were outside of the city for some reason, but it says Toronto right here on the can, so you can't argue with that. Uh, beautiful teal can. Woodhouse has very, in a good way, very simple branding. I like it, very clean. Uh, it got a piece of wood on it, which makes sense for Woodhouse. Never really knew if it was referring to that the house was made out of wood or it was a house to contain wood. Who knows? Maybe the people at Woodhouse, but I sure don't. Anyway, I'm going to crack into this bad boy and we're going to have it. I only normally typically drink Woodhouse beers. Ah, that's a good sound. Um, at Lamport. Lamport Stadium. Oh, look, I'm using my fancy IPA glass if you're watching the videos. Um, yeah, Woodhouse often serving their beer at Lamport for the Wolfpack games or for the Toronto Arrows games when they're there and not at York. And uh, it's not that they're not available other places, but I often find myself 
grabbing a Woodhouse beer from the beer garden at, uh, at Lamport. Maybe we'll talk more about that after I've talked about the beer. We don't need to get into that right now. I tend to go on about that. So I'll go on about that in a little while. Let's deal with the beer first. Woodhouse Brewing IPA. This is a beer I've had multiple times, including today and yesterday. So no surprises here. That's the good news. Mm, nice looking white head there. Eh? See that if you're watching the video? Beautiful uh, orangey amber color. think we're going to have something in here along the lines of Munich or Vienna. You know how I always like to claim that. Wouldn't be surprised. This has got some darkness to it. Um, not a dark beer, but it's not just two row. It's got something with a little, little color in there. Maybe a little carahel something. It's interesting because on the nose, hmm, actually, just reminded me of, um, what did it remind me? You know what it reminds me of, actually, a little bit? It reminds me of Dale's Pale Ale from, um, shoot, who makes Dale's Pale Ale? It's not Great Divide. Oh, I've completely forgotten. That's weird. It's almost as if I've had, like, close to ten concussions in my life. Can't really remember. Anyway, uh, it's got something like that. There's some crystal malt in here. I'm almost going to guarantee you uh, there's some, some crystallized malt, uh, which gives it a, a sugary, caramelly kind of thing. Because um, I definitely get some crystally smelling kind of malt on the nose. Um, or, or like I say, it might not be crystal. It could be like a really healthy shot of something like Vienna with a bit of sweetness to it. But I think, it, I think there's some crystal malt. There was a period in Ontario when every IPA had honey malt in it. And honey malt is nice, and it was interesting the first couple of times. But then it became the done thing, and that's just gets boring. Oscar Blues. Thank you, Josh Lake, friend of the pod. Oh, I didn't anonymize you. Josh L. No, wait, that's too obvious. Let's go with Jay Lake. Uh, Oscar Blues is who makes Dale's Pale Ale. That's why I keep people around. I appreciate the help, buddy. Um, how you been, pal? We haven't talked enough recently. Let's not do it now, but soon, all right? Uh, camping, eh? We're talking about that. Sorry, this is the worst podcast content in the world. Oh, Josh's family and our family, we're good buddies. Uh, yeah, give them your home address. Yeah, I <laughs> double dare me. Uh, we like to hang out, Josh and I. We're good buddies. Um, this beer has crystal malt in it. <laughs> Let's drink it and see what's going on. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, here's what's happening with this beer. Like I said, I've been drinking it today, yesterday. It's great. I like it, but I haven't really been thinking too much about it. When you're sucking beer out of a can on a beach, playing guitar, feeling like you're channeling your inner Jimmy Buffett, you're not necessarily going full on Cicerone on these beers. Not that I'm a Cicerone, by the way. No qualifications whatsoever. Just putting that out there right now. Um, but here's what's happening with this beer. I'm going to have another sip. You remember like a minute ago when I was saying how there was a period in Ontario when every IPA had crystal malt in it? And that was just the done thing. This is a, one of those beers that has crystal malt in it. And while I was being critical of the idea that like it just be kind of came the done thing, um, the reality is the reason why it was a done thing is because it worked well. Um, IPAs, especially if you use earlier hopping, um, can be very, very aggressively bitter. And crystal malt is notably sweet. Um, even as a malt, it's sweet for a malt. And so it, it balances out the hop uh, in a very efficient way, is what it comes down to. Um, 
this one's good. It's not aggressively uh, crystal malted. You would get some that would be almost actually sweet in your mouth, which is not what you're looking for. You want the malt to balance against the hops so that it isn't undrinkably bitter, but you don't even necessarily want them to be balanced. You're just looking for the, the, the malt to balance out the hop a little bit, bring it back down towards the median a little bit. Um, but in an IPA, you still want it to be a hop forward beer. That's definitely what's happening here because it's got crystal malt in it. It's one of the first things you'll notice, um, is some sweetness. And again, I'm saying crystal malt. I'm not 100% sure, but there's a very notably sweet malt quality to it, which you get right away on the palate. Um, and that's, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, in terms of the IPA quality, it's very piney. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, definitely more on the green and pine side of the equation than on the citrus equation. There's definitely some maybe white grapefruity kind of uh, bitterness to it for sure. Um, but it's not juicy. Sometimes with those uh, citrusy uh, bitter qualities, you get like a juicy sensation. And this one isn't particularly juicy. It's earthy, it's piney, um, and it's got a nice uh, malty sweetness to it. Um, and then, yeah, like I say, white grapefruit, I think is probably the best descriptor for the citrus aspect of it. And of course, white grapefruit is quite, uh, quite bitter. Um, it's not fresh and citrusy juicy it's it's more sturdy bitterness um and that's what this uh, ipa has this would be like a west coast style ipa if you think about uh red racer would be the one that kind of um i got into a long time ago that i'm, I'm a fan of um but yeah uh you're looking for again not even balance 50 50 but you're looking for a hop forward beer that has a notable multi quality um that's that's discernible and, and so of course you know if you recall when i've been drinking other beers say like life in the clouds or something you can go looking for the malt quality and say oh yeah there's there's a nice kind of biscuity or crackery graininess here but you've really got to spend some time and almost taste the other stuff, the very floral, citrusy fruitiness, and then kind of let that go. And then you can think about what's underneath with this style of IPA, with that West coast, you don't have to do that. That multi sweetness is there. It's, it's evident. And, uh, and that's the case with this beer, um, on the, on the overall, like the, on the whole, yeah, pleasingly bitter, um, like assertively bitter, but not squeaky, uh, piney and earthy, which I like. Um, one of the things it doesn't smell exactly like this, but what it kind of triggers for me is that smell. And God, I hope you've experienced this walking through um, an evergreen forest after it's rained. And there's that earthy, damp kind of smell coming from the ground. And of course, you're surrounded by evergreens. So there's a piney, resinous quality. That's what's going on with these hops. And uh, I love it. I think it's a real nice, nice thing. And again, right now, Everyone and their cousin wants to make like a New England IPA that's fruity and all late hop, all aromatic, not a lot of perceived bitterness on the palate. And, and again, malt profile that you've got to go looking for. Um, this is just a, it's a different style of IPA. This is more of the West Coast style where you get that nice, sweet maltiness right out of the top. 
assertive, as I say, quite dry, bitter hop, um, but in this case, quite earthy and piney. And uh, and then, yeah, very quick, clean finish, uh, as you would expect. Just a lingering bit of the uh, pine kind of uh, hoppiness. It's very tasty. Mm-mm-mm. It sure is. Gosh, I like that beer. Um, as I said, I drink a lot of it at the rugby. Oh, I'm going to hold off on that. We need to talk about food first. And this is a more challenging one. Um, you know, what do you reach for? And this is where you might get into, uh, uh, you know, we talk about spiciness with IPAs. It works well. Um, because the, the heat can keep up with the hop or vice versa. The hop can keep up with the heat in the dish. Um, I would almost like to see like a really traditional, uh, spicy and by spicy, I mean hot, but I also mean like spice driven, uh, curry, uh, uh, probably not a coconut curry, not a Southern Indian style, maybe more of a tomato driven one, which I got to confess my geographical knowledge of Indian cuisine is limited. I know coconut curries are more normal in the Southern part of the country, but outside of that, I'm a little leery. I want you to go with a tomato-based one, though. A tomato-based curry um, I think would work really well here. Tomato is going to introduce some sourness, which is an aspect that this beer does not have. There's there's nothing sour to speak of here. Um, but that earthy quality, I think, especially if you're a meat person, um, you know, maybe... Oh, actually, maybe instead of a, a, a curry, if you want, like, a vindaloo. Maybe a lamb vindaloo. That might work really well, especially again, you want some nice tart quality from tomato and from vinegar um, because that's something the beer is not bringing to the table. But then especially a lamb or a mutton, there's a real, uh, you know, people always say gamey. I hate the term gamey when it comes to meat. Um, not that wild cows exist anymore, but wild cows would taste gamey. Gaminess is a quality of, it's almost more of terroir. Um, it's not being fed a constant diet of one thing. Um, creates interesting nuance and flavor in, in the animals. Um, even pigs, uh, you know, an Ontario grade A piece of, you know, pork, pork rib that you buy at Loblaws tastes relatively mundane compared to like a Berkshire pig that was raised in an open pen where it can eat a variety of food and whatever. Um, and that's partially breeding and it's also partially environment. Um, so what was I saying? Oh yeah. Gamey is a stupid, uh, phrase to use to describe meat. Uh, but yeah, maybe a lamb or a mutton vindaloo spicy. You want some heat in there? sourness from the sauce really sturdy meaty quality uh to go with the earthy quality in the beer i think that 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 could be something magic if you don't get down to the meat you can do a nice vindaloo um with um why am i blanking on what doll is made out of what are those things called the little guys lentils lentils is what we're looking for lentils themselves tend not to have a ton ton of flavor but what flavor they do have is actually quite earthy and so rather than trying to add to that um lean into it um, so maybe like a nice, what was the word I just used? Lentil, lentil vindaloo. That could be special. I think that'd be, that'd be a real nice, real nice meal with this beer. I myself, actually, I didn't have this with dinner. I had water with dinner, but I had a really nice mushroom cream sauce pasta with some, uh, garlic loaf. Cause I, 
if there's one thing that can make a plate full of carbs better, it's more carbs and fat. And you have to spell more, M-O-A-R, more. Anyway, uh, hey, what's going on? Well, you know, nothing. But I want to tell you about drinking Woodhouse beer at Lamport Stadium. Because I think it would be worth going just to drink the beer, if I'm perfectly honest with you. And I know I've talked about this on the podcast before, so hopefully this isn't news to you. But uh, there are two, count them, two professional rugby clubs here in Toronto, one which plays rugby union and one which plays rugby league, which to the casual outsider might not be the easiest thing to uh, discern between. To the insider, they're almost completely different sports that just happen to use roughly the same size ball. No, it's exactly the same size ball. But... uh, the rules are either completely different or quite similar. I often tell people it's a little bit like watching Canadian football versus American football. And of course, by football, I mean Canadian American football, not European football. Um, a lot of the gameplay looks similar, but there's strategically very different things. It's a bit different because in rugby league and rugby union, there are some very pronounced different rules. Um, I don't want to bore you with them. But the point of the matter is they're both fantastic, fantastic sports to watch. Lamport Stadium, which is where Wolfpack plays exclusively in Toronto and where Arrows play most of their games. The problem is that the Arrows season starts earlier and Lamport as a city property gets domed. It has a bubble over it. Uh, because it's used for um, field lacrosse and uh, field hockey through the uh, through the winter. And uh, oh, I'm just noticing my, my YouTube video is frozen up here. I wonder if that's looking frozen to the people at home. Hey, Josh, if you're still watching, did my video freeze? Anyway, um, Arrows play at York uh, before the dome gets taken down, and then they move to Lamport. Um, and York's a different ball game, but uh, aside from being really far away, it's a, it's a nice environment for a game. And then, of course, Lamport is great. I can take the streetcar right over with the kids. And uh, what do we do? Well, we get off the streetcar. We'll go get a burrito sometimes or a slice of pizza. And then we go into the game. And what an environment. I mean, we love the, the sport that's being played, but you don't even have to really know it or love it to really enjoy your time there. It is pretty special. Uh, if you can picture what a football field looks like, a rugby field looks similar, well, in the north end, beyond what you would call the end zone, is the beer garden. And they have tents set up with local brewers and you can just go down and buy beer. And unlike hockey and baseball, where and basketball, I'm sure too, and I don't know, whatever else, where they close the bars before the end of the game, at rugby games, they keep the beer garden open for like three hours after the game, and you can go down and hang out and party, and the players will often come out and hang out and have some drinks. The environment is fantastic. And as I've said, Woodhouse Beer is... uh, an often uh, represented brewery in the beer garden at Lamport. And I often find myself drinking their beer. So in a way, what this tastes like to me, is this tastes like rugby in Toronto. And man, I wish I was tasting more rugby in Toronto, which is a bit of a weird thing to say. So I'm going to leave that analogy. Um, suffice to say, we're all missing the sports we love. And man, I'm missing rugby. Man, <laughs> didn't realize how big a part that that played in my life through the summer. But... Now that I don't have it, shoot. I wish I did. I miss it, guys. Uh, The good news is uh, Australia and New Zealand are playing rugby again, and we can watch that. And there's obviously, you know, it's the internet, tons of old games. I've been watching a lot of games from the last Rugby World Cup while I've been working out. It's been fantastic. So, All this is to say... 
Why don't you look up the Toronto Arrows or the Toronto Wolfpack on Instagram? Tons of good content. Same with their YouTube channels. Um, good way to introduce yourself to the sport so that next season when they're playing in Toronto, you can go check it out. Uh, another reason, aside from the great beer and the ease of location of Lamport, the value is incredible. Tickets are 20 odd dollars a piece. And both clubs, but especially Wolfpack, throw free tickets around like confetti. Um, so it's easy enough to get in. I would highly recommend it. If you are missing sport right now, choose to learn about rugby. It's a fantastic game to watch. Fast-paced, lots of hitting, people like that, but a lot of respect and a lot of camaraderie. Um, and learn about it so next year you can join me and my family down at Lamport to watch both the Wolfpack and the Arrows. That's what I'd like to see you do. And while we're there, we can all drink a Woodhouse beer. I hope. I hope you guys are back because I loved seeing you there. Anyway, what else is going on? Well, uh, I mean, it is July, but like I said in the last episode, let's stick with pride. Let's have pride all year round. Um, so what should you do for that? I don't know. Don't be a dick to people, I guess. Uh, um, celebrate it, you know? Be willing to uh, entertain other people's uh, desires and, and, and the people they love. I think that's what you can do. Uh, and again, support breweries that uh, support pride-based initiatives. I think that that's probably one of the best things you can do. Um, you know, I don't know off the top of my head what Woodhouse has been doing with pride. Um, Got to be honest, I didn't look into it. Probably could have. I have the internet machine right in front of me. A few of them. I'm talking on two of them right now. Um, but yeah. Maybe that could be your pride project rather than what I suggested. Start looking into the breweries you love and that you support and see how they support pride based initiatives. See if they've made a statement on Black Lives Matter. Um, some people say that that's virtue signaling and maybe sometimes it is, but at least virtue signaling is doing something as opposed to nothing, which is what some breweries are doing. And if the brewery you love hasn't issued a statement on Black Lives Matter, ask them why. Engage in some conversation. Uh, explain why you think it's important and why you think they should have a position on it. I think that would be good. That's going to be your homework for this week, kids. Investigate the breweries you like, see what they're doing, and uh, see if you're on board. I know that my friends at Left Field just posted uh, they spent the month of Pride uh, raising funds, I think, through beer sales. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but they had a very lovely picture of one of their staff members holding up a sign. It said $5,000 and some amount of hundreds, um, which is a lovely amount of money to have raised for uh, Pride-based organizations. So good on you, Left Field. Love seeing that. Uh, what else? Well, it's 940 almost. I got a beer to drink. It's really nice out. I was sitting out front with a friend of mine, a buddy of mine, swung by and we had a socially distanced beer out front. And, oh, I gotta tell you guys, I've been pretty hard on people for breaking the rules and I'm not condoning breaking the rules. They're there for a reason. But I can understand why, man. I've missed hanging out with friends and just sitting and talking. I do this every Monday, but top secret, guys. Aside from occasional chats on the windows, nobody talks back. It ain't the same. If it, if it was, I wouldn't need friends. I would just talk to an empty room all the time. Uh, but I do enjoy getting getting to meet up with friends, again, in a safe, responsible way, have a drink. And uh, we actually we had a cigar and a beer, talked about stuff. It was great. Really missed that. So maybe you could do that this week. You got a friend you can go uh, have a safe outdoor drink with? Yeah, reach out and see, especially if somebody you're a bit worried about. You think they might be feeling this uh, weight a little bit more than the rest of us. That's the kind of person that if you rucked up to their house with a 
six pack of beer and a folding chair and you could say, I'll sit here, you sit there, let's have a beer. That could be a good way to help look out for your friends. So give that some thought. The weather is perfect for it. Anyway, my YouTube still looks frozen. Instagram is what it is. It's working fine. And what am I at? 496 bars. That seems like enough bars for tonight, guys. Whatever it is you're going to do this week, if you're looking into breweries and seeing what they're doing for, uh, you know, social justice issues, if you're inviting a friend for a beer or inviting yourself over to a friend's, whatever you do, be safe, follow the rules, please, and take care of yourself. And as I say, if you can take care of somebody else, which is to say somebody else said that and I thought it sounded good. So now I say it. And otherwise, you know the drill. I'll talk at you in seven days or so.